Better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. I say you better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, he's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town yeah. Well, he sees when you are sleeping Knows when you are awake Knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake Well, you better watch out Better not cry Better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus, Santa Claus is coming to town. I say you better watch out, better not cry. Better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus, Santa Claus Come into town Yeah, I said Santa Claus Santa Claus Come into town Yeah, yeah, yeah when you're sleeping, knows when you are awake, knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake, say you better watch out, better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, yeah, it's coming to town. There you go. That's outstanding. That's a lefty Vince Johnson, direct. Uh, we've got living history here on our Christmas night extravaganza, direct from Maxwell Street. Probably, I don't know. We're going to talk to him here in a minute. That was uh, that was beautiful with that guitar, the little West Montgomery sound there, huh? Thanks, thanks. Appreciate. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, thanks for coming down on Christmas. Sure, night. sure, sure. Glad to be here. So, our talent scout. John Sauce found you uh, and told us about you. Uh, sure, sure, Matt, sure. Maxwell Street. Um, how many musicians are left? Are you, are you one of the oldest ones there? Uh, oldest and the youngest. Essentially, I'm the last musicians. There is a band that infrequently comes down there, the Maxwell Street Blues Band. But basically, on any given Sunday, I'm probably the only musician down there. And how long have you been playing there? Uh, well... I guess since 2012, I did play prior in the 1980s at the old market, right? Briefly, but again, I hadn't been back to Maxwell's since 
the mid '80s. Did you play the Delta Fish Market at all, too? Uh, no, I was a fan up there. You but, were a fan, uh, though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was intimidating over there. <laughs> well, it was intimidating. There was a lot of people there. Right? Oh yeah, well, I'm just saying the musicians were. I mean, Hubert Sumlin, uh, among the others. Uh, yeah, so it was just some great musicians there. Now. Um, Tell the listeners what you brought here, especially with your percussion, and then we'll get to the guitar. But uh, you were playing percussion there with a little foot thing, so sure, sure. talk about that. This is basically what I call a stump box, a stump board, and essentially it has a board with shakers and tambourines. And, you know, basically it's my percussion, and, uh, you know, it gives me a steady beat and... Uh, Keeps my left leg. It's got two tambourines. Did yeah. you put that together yourself? Yes. yes. Did you assemble that? Yes. I want to get get to your career. I know you worked in computers and stuff. Sure, like that, sure, we'll sure. Talk about that. Then your lefty Vince Johnson, because it's a right-handed guitar, and I'm left-handed. Yeah. So talk about that. <laughs> well, actually, my my oldest brother's left-handed also, so he was called left big left, and I was called little left. Little left. <laughs> so. Essentially, I've just kind of taken his name, but we were known as either left or lefty uh, by a lot of people. And did you re- did you have to restring the guitar? Or? Yeah, just essentially reverse the strings. Uh, probably the best advice I got when I started was somebody told me that, I think it was maybe one of my brothers, but he told me that Jimi Hendrix reversed his strings and he was left-handed. And I did that, you know, unlike a lot of people like Albert King and people like that who actually play with a right-handed strung guitar. Would you like to get one eventually, one day, or, right, uh, or is this fine? Actually, that's fine. Uh, I'm considering, actually, I thought they were somewhat hard to get, but actually, I, I've looked online recently, and some you know, kind of no-name, uh, off-brand ones are pretty reasonable, reasonably priced. What kind What kind is that? And not to get real wonky about but the tone. I just love the tone you yeah. got out of that. It's an Epiphone... ES-335 copy, and essentially Gibson makes, you know, basically Gibson and Epiphone are the same company. So it's basically a copy of their higher price, higher model, 335 uh, Gibson. And I have done a little work on it. Actually, I've pretty much um, re-strung um, everything and also put um, a couple other devices inside. So it has some capacitors and uh, resistors that I've modified as far as their values and things of that nature. Is that how you got that tone out of it? Well, I think most of it was already, I think, a little bit, I think it it has added a little bit. And it's been weatherly beaten, too, over the time, you know. (laughs) Are you at Maxwell Street year-round, or how often are you there? year-round. So, essentially, I would say 50 to 51 weeks out of a year. 50 to 51 weeks. And what time do you start? Roughly between 8 and 9, and I play to the market closes, which is at 3. You play that long? Yes. And how many songs do you play in any given day? Uh, I would say roughly 50 to 75. 50 to 75. Right. Wow. And what's your repertoire? I was asking you, maybe we can get yeah. it out. Uh, uh, so you do Mac Rice? Yeah, I do. I just, the only thing I don't want to yeah. hear on the show is Sweet Home Chicago. I'm tired of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do some Mac Rice. Uh, yeah, one of his is one of my favorites also. But primarily blues, a little jazz. A little reggae. You do reggae? Uh, yeah, a little reggae. You know, yeah. A little, you know, classic rock type of things. You know. Where'd you, um, did you grow up on the west side? Yes. What uh, What neighborhood? Austin? Uh, Londale. Londale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
and talk about how music came into your life. Now, I've tried to do a little research. I mean, you, of course, who didn't? But you heard Howlin' Wolf. And sure, Eddie sure, Waters. sure. Talk about the songs and the music that you heard growing up. Um, well, basically, uh, I guess WVON no, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> was one of, the, one of the main places I heard music at. And, um, you know, just music in the air. And later on, you know, my father would bring us down to Maxwell Street. And, you know, we would see the, you know, the old blues artists down there. The original, Matt. The, right. other Max, yeah, it, Max. the original. So that's kind of piqued my interest in it. And, um, you know, I started playing basketball and kind of forgot about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my early teens. And then I guess the Jackson 5 came out. And then it, that kind of piqued my interest again. And eventually, I guess in my latter teens, I got a guitar and just kind of played around with it and more or less a hobby. And eventually, I guess when I got in my mid-20s, I got up enough nerve to go down to Maxwell Street. And that, I guess, was my kind of my interest into the blues. But I, I can remember walking down Madison and seeing signs with Muddy Waters, Holland Wolf, Mighty Joe Young, that type of thing. So that was... You know, it was all in the air, so to sure, speak. Sure, of course, yeah. of course. Um, I don't know, where did you go to, to school? I'm, I'm curious, because I did, you said the Barn Dance TV show came yes, to your yeah. school. That was in primary school. Really? What yes. school is that? That's King Elementary. Okay. And uh, basically, I went from there to Manly. I went to five high schools. Uh, yeah. Kind of chasing my hoop dream, so to speak. Oh, really? So, really? <laughs> <laughs> So that was, I think I went to Manly, Marshall Lane, Crane, and St. Patrick. So, and kind of did the same thing in college, you know, kind of drifting from one school to another. Um, but the, the so members of the barn dance? Yes. Or I, I think a teacher at our school knew them, or knew someone with them, affiliated with them, and she brought the school, I mean, the whole band down there. And, and that really, you know, I'd heard music, but never that close and, uh, you know, that polished. Uh, you know, so it just was mind-blowing. You know. And I imagine it was country music. Yeah, it was country music, but again, it sounded so good, those amplified. You know, and again, yeah. growing up, we kind of, you know, very frankly, consider country music corny. But it sounded so good up close, it was it was unreal. Well, I mean, where I'm going at with that is like, so there you heard country music as a young young man, a young kid. And you just talked about how you did reggae. Um just having um, an open mind to the things, as you say, things you hear in the air, not closing your mind to certain types of music. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Now virtually anything I hear, you know, no matter where it comes from or who it comes from, uh, piques my interest, you know. Yeah. What do you listen to now? Virtually any and everything. So I might be listening to reggae, jazz, rock, Latin rock, Latin jazz, uh, hard rock. Uh, like I said, basically any music, world music, uh, so anything I hear, country, western, uh, hip hop, uh, you know. What do people respond to at the market? Um, I would say, again, you have so many different people down. And so again, the traditional blues crowd is not necessarily down, and that's what made me diversify more. So they respond to more lively, upbeat things. So a faster blues, again, reggae would typically pique their interest. Some. R&B type of things will pique their interest. And, and like I said, classic rock, anything like that. Do you eat down at the market? Very seldom, just because I'm a vegetarian. Oh, you are a vegetarian. Yeah, so I'm a vegetarian. And then there is one one uh, place I do eat at, uh, Ruby's, and they can put together a vegetarian taco. But, 
you know. You like the vegetarian tacos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did your, did your dad go down there to hear music or play music? Or did he go down to the shop? I mean, what are your memories of going Uh, to the original market? Primary going down the shop. uh, Uh Again, you know, a classic uh, trip down there was to shop, buy clothes. My father was a tool person, you know, so he was always looking for tools. And then again, you know, to get the hot dog, the hamburger and the the onion type of thing, the polar sausage. So that kind of, you know, was icing on the cake. But just to see the the scenery down there, you know, in the early 60s, it was just, you know, unreal. Uh, virtually any and everything was down there, you know, good and bad. And we should, yeah, <laughs> we should say where the current market is. So people, when are you, are you taking a break now for the holidays? When will you be well, out there again? the market is closed yeah. until the first week of January. So I think that should be roughly January the 6th, maybe. Uh, they, w- they would be open, up and I'll be back there. You'll be back there? Yes. Are you play- I've never seen you play there. Are you covered, or are you playing the cold? I play in the cold. What's that, <laughs> What's that like? Well, it makes you... I found out the faster your hands move, the warmer you stay. So I try to keep them moving. Yeah. I want to... Uh, do we have time to get another a little bit of another song in? You brought all this stuff down, and... Uh, okay. All right. Okay, we're going to take a break, and what are you going to play next? Uh, did you want to hit a rice mill? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. You want to do that? I can do that. This uh, is great. King, I, 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 this, that was really great. So, <laughs> okay. okay, we'll be back with more of Lefty Vince Johnson on Nocturnal Journal. <laughs> Some help, can't do it all by myself. Yeah, I need some help, can't do it all by myself. Yeah, I need some help, can't do it all by myself. You can't help me, go out to find somebody else. Wash. I might have to sew. Might have to cook. Might have to mop the flow. I need some help. Can't do it all by myself. When I walk, I want you to walk with me. I want you to talk to me I need some help Can't do it all by myself
Maxwell Street, thank you so much for coming down to uh, join us on Christmas night. Mr. Lefty, Vince, Johnson, beautiful, just a beautiful sound. You got to come back. You got a beautiful sound. Um, In the little time we have left, um, I I don't want to neglect the fact that you started working in computers and you yes. worked at IBM. And what, so where I'm going with that is, how did that? I mean, are those two flashlights on the per- percussion thing? Those are actually uh, <laughs> what are those? Shakers, shakers. Shakers on yeah. the, the red and blue one. Yes. So I mean, so how did your background in computers and working with that stuff help you uh, with your music and putting stuff together like what you brought in here? Well, actually, uh, when I started working for Xerox, which has been my longest tenure, and I worked there, I guess, roughly 15 years. Uh, what happened was. You know, I'm trained as electrical engineering, and uh, it turns out the job was very mechanical as well as very electrical. So, again, I pretty much had to kind of come up to speed with gears, levels, pulleys, and all that type of stuff. So, and again, having grown up with my father and my brothers, you know, very mechanically oriented. So, all that kind of came together, and, you know, as such, it's made me, you know, start experimenting with different type of devices as far as music and other things too, you know. At one time, did you ever start your own business, VNJ Service? Yes, yes. So I, I have a small computer business, which I do basically computer repair, sales, and some networking. So listeners, if they want, if they want the computer fixed, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. When how do they find you? Uh, they can find me basically by calling my phone number. Business number is seven seven three two seven eight five three three two, or they can find me. Email wise by vn2jan at aol.com. VNJ Services. Right. So have you have you played clubs or anything? Or? Occasionally, I try to play more smaller venues and more open air type of things. But I have played a few clubs and, and I've done some band things too. You have done band things? Yes. Like yeah. with uh, like how basically big? smaller pickup type of bands and type of things like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, so how many songs do you play uh, a day at Maxwell Street? Like I said, roughly 50 to 75. Yeah. That's amazing. You don't repeat anything. Occasionally. No, you do. They're your quote-unquote moneymakers there. <laughs> okay, what's a moneymaker? <laughs> it's just a song that people tend to give more tips and, you know, things like the thrill is going always tends to get people, you know. Do they ask for Sweet Home Chicago? Uh, yeah, that's basically a tourist uh it is a tourist. request yeah, i'm really tired of that song almost um, a song you just played for us then? that was i need some help and that was again rice miller aka sonny boy williamson right. two two uh, yeah right yeah and you do r&b covers yes, yes like who would you do there like uh, you do like some of the 60s guys like tyrone davis yeah and- tyrone davis uh, curtis mayfield al green that type of stuff Wilson Pickett, you know. Well, you have a wide-ranging, wide-ranging repertoire. Uh, trying to get it larger. 
<laughs> and again, to wrap it up, uh, your next appearance on Maxwell Street will be Sunday. Uh, I think that'll be January the sixth. Okay, first Sunday of uh, 2019. Thank you, Lefty Vince Johnson, for coming down here tonight. Okay, and have some Christmas Thank you, candy. Steve, uh, for ahead. having me. Okay, thank you, uh, Bob Ferguson, for making everything sound so great, and Sammy Martino. And uh, we'll be back soon on Nocturnal Journal on WGN.